Thank Welcome you. back to the podcast, I should say, because we tried to do this once before. So um, Carrie Luxem is my guest, carrieluxem.com, C-A-R-R-I-E-L-U-X-E-M. Um, your site is awesome, by the way. Thank you. Um, so you've been featured in so many different publications and now the Lights, Camera, Transaction podcast, which arguably could be the greatest one yet. Greatest but, one, for yeah. sure. So um, I put together four questions that... Um, I'd love you to just kind of riff off the cuff and we'll see where we okay. go. So um, for those that don't know, Carrie is a restaurant HR specialist. And um, I guess in being a restaurant HR specialist, you know the ins and outs of the business, right? You know what's working, what's not working. You get to see a lot of things behind the scenes. So um, we'd love to hear your expertise and insight. Number one question that I came up with is specifically in in the HR world, what are the biggest challenges facing restaurants today? Inter- with COVID, you mean? COVID or, or yeah, or in general, kind of with, yeah, in today's new environment. Just what's what going on? Are. You know, I think it's, it's with this COVID thing, it's certainly, uh, you know, getting back open and, uh, you know, that getting people back to work, figuring all of that out. I mean, um, ensuring that people understand, you know, what they can and can't do in terms of how they service customers and that sort of thing. And, and then there's a lot of, in terms of like real straight HR stuff, there's, you know, some people are bringing people back on a part-time basis. And what does that do to their unemployment, that kind of a thing. But I think for the most part, it's the clients that we work with, the people that we're, that we're dealing with, my, the, the people on my social platforms that are running these restaurants, they're really just trying to get the mindset of their employees back to a good place. And it's really hard right now. You know, there's so much stress and sadness and, and different things going on. So I think it's just one of the biggest challenges is just trying to stay optimistic and trying to keep people kind of united through all of this, all of the things that are going on in the world. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm really proud of the clients we have and, and the, the network that I have, because I do think there is just an, an enormous amount of resiliency and positivity happening out there in the world. And so I think I love that you do this podcast and, and people out there trying to spread awareness and positivity. That's all we can do. So I think that's probably the biggest challenge is getting people back to a place where they feel secure and yeah. happy and, and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Do you think kind of as a side note um, that the, is, is this, is this kind of a, a, a top down leadership um, situation where, you know, as the leader goes, the team goes, right? Is that, is that kind of what you see with your clients? Are you, do you find that the more that there's buy-in from management and ownership, the team follows suit? Yeah. I mean, I think that this is a really great time for people that run companies and own restaurants and manage restaurants to rise to the occasion and really like, you know, if you think about what good comes from bad things, it's really our ability to kind of use our interpersonal and leadership skills. And I do think it's people that are in these positions that are responsible for the livelihoods of others to step up 
to over-communicate, to, you know, provide that feeling of safety where we can and when we can. And sometimes it's just a phone call. We, you know, I think that oftentimes what happens and what I've seen happen over the course of the last couple months is nobody knows. Nobody knows how to handle uh, COVID. Nobody knows how to handle the, the craziness with unemployment offices being you know, overwhelmed. But if you show you care, if you step up and you get on a a call and you just communicate, hey, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but let us know how we can help you or I'm here for you or here's, we're looking at maybe reopening in the next three weeks, but we'll keep you updated. The people that are doing, the leaders that are doing that uh, are really coming out ahead. But I will say with that, I do put the you know, you do kind of put the ownership on the person that owns or runs the company, but I'm watching people at all levels of these restaurants and and companies rise to the occasion. And that's why I always say leadership is not about title. It's really about your ability to influence other people. And I am seeing so many people that are, you know, maybe a, a shift leader or even a crew member, they're coming to work every day. They're putting a smile on their face. They're making an impact in the customer's lives. Yep. That's what matters. So yeah. I think, I think it's everybody's responsibility to yep. kind of get us back to where we're going to be. Yep. I would agree with you. And, and I always, um, I always look at it and, and I've, you know, when I've had sales managers, I've always told them that assume your team will only work half as hard as you do. Right. If, and if you think of it that way, and that's not always necessarily the case. It's kind of a blanket statement. But if you think of the idea that I need to set the example and assume that my team will not maybe rise to my level, but half of my level, which means I need to go way above and beyond, right? I need to be at 150% if I need them to be at 100%. And, and, yeah. and, and when you do that as a business leader and owner, you're almost guaranteeing, not always, but you know, people, people want to feel appreciated and cared for. And when they do feel that genuinely, they're going to step up and they're going to contribute as well. Yep, I agree. Um, all right. So what is the first, you know, we'll, we'll go to story time here. First story that comes to mind when I ask you about the biggest challenge you've helped a restaurant overcome. And obviously you know, or in general, in general, in, in your career, you don't have to get into specifics, of course, yeah. confidentiality, but what was the, what's, you know, the biggest single challenge that you've helped a restaurant face? You know, let me think. Um, There's so many different examples. I mean, I think that one of them that sticks into my mind isn't necessarily, I do have a specific one in mind, but this has happened a number of times. That's why I'll use this example is either somebody takes over a, a, a brand, buys a couple of restaurants, takes over as the CEO of a company and the culture is incredibly damaged or it's the opposite of what they say they want it to be, or even the owners, uh, you know, or the operators stay in that company, but they have a vision for their culture and they want to change it. They have, you know, they communicate that it's one thing, but it's really a different thing. So, I mean, in terms of my assistance with that, I mean, we're not culture builders and you can't build a culture from an outside HR person, but the challenge has really been getting operators and, and business owners to understand all of the components matter if you're going to change or impact and make a culture amazing. So what that means in my world is I've got to help you 
hire and, and build great leaders within your organization. Because without great leadership, it's never going to happen. If you don't have people that live those values every day, you can, I can create every single tool for you and system for you in the world. Mm -hmm. But if you, if they don't live what you're saying you want it to be, it's never going to matter. So connecting that and then really connecting with groups that are trying to stay very sort of like the culture is we're a family environment, right? So I want to create systems that are going to make it easy. And the challenge is getting people to understand that just because you make something a process and a system doesn't make you corporate. It makes you organized and it makes you, it makes you, uh, you know, be able to handle the workload and the things that coming and then it impacts your culture because people understand how to do their job. So, you know, so I think just really the challenge of getting into the minds of people that are running these companies and connecting with them that culture isn't what you put in a frame in the back of house. You've got to live it. You've got to have the right leaders. You've got to have simple systems, great leadership, simple systems. If you really care about it and you wake up every single day and you work hard to get there, you're going to increase your chances of having the culture that you want. I talk about culture a lot. I write books on it. I, I, I'm challenged regularly to keep my culture great at restaurant HR group. And I have, you know, just a handful of people. It is a lot of work for me every day. So you're running a restaurant group with 200, 2000, 5,000 employees. How do you do that? It takes a lot of work. So that's the challenge. It's an ongoing challenge. And then as things are thrown at us in the world, coronavirus or, you know, bankruptcy or whatever those things are, it's, you know, it's again, just, continually getting up and figuring out how to make the best of the situation that you're in and, and trying to stay true to your values and, and your culture. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about how he's put himself in a position where he looks at it, that he works for his employees as opposed to his employees work for him. Yeah. An awesome way to look at it as a yeah. leader. And it just, when you start to think about it that way, that, you know, I'm here to, enrich my employees' careers and their lives? And how can I work to, to do that as opposed to you're here to work for me? Right. You know, I always say to my team, I always say to my team, like, I have, again, I have a small team, but I, when I hire somebody or as we're doing training, I say, yep. remind me, how do I measure our success here at our company? You know? And so my team all knows, how do I measure our success? Their success and happiness, meaning my employee, my, and I, I don't like the word employee, but the people on my team right. and the client's success and happiness, yep. the combination is essential. So yep. if my people don't feel they're supported by me, they're getting the tools and, you know, the, the, the training and they're compensated fairly, yep. why would they get up and come and work hard for me every single day? You know, it's, oh, it's. So it is a challenge in getting people to connect that. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, old school operators, authoritarian type leaders and people that just want to, I'm the boss and you're going to do what I say because I pay you kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's it working for you? That's when, when people challenge me on it, I just say, all right, if it's working so well, why are you calling me? <laughs> you know, like, what do you need me for if, if what you're doing is working? But, um, That's but again, and it's really about, and, and I'll say all of that and it's, I don't have the answer. It is truly about being authentic as well. You know, I am married to a restaurant operator. My husband and I are two completely different types of leaders. Yep. I am, uh, you know, sweet and nice. 
He, I'm kidding. Okay. He's not, he's not, that he's not sweet and nice. We just operate differently. He is serious. He's introverted. He, but you know what? The common thing that we share, we both care about our people. And we get, we, how we get to our own successes is very different path. How he talks to his people, but he's honest. He cares. He gives them the truth. You know, like all of those similarities that we have, we just, how we get there is a bit different. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, as you're talking, I thought of, so, you know, I meet with restaurants for a living and I'm thinking of two extremes that happened over the last year. Um, one restaurant owner um, was uh, that I met with on the, the positive extreme has a whole team of people that you could tell the second you walked in from the interaction with the host that this was a great culture and atmosphere. That person was excited. They were uh, joking around, they had a smile on their face. And you could tell with the way that the staff interacted with each other, that they were, they were friends. They enjoyed being at work. And then as soon as I met, and that was my first meeting with this owner, as soon as I sat down with this guy, you could immediately see why. You could just tell from his personality um, that he built a great culture. And as he became a client of mine, I realized this guy's there all the time. He gives his whole life to this business and he takes care of the people that are there. And, And that just was consistent throughout the organization. And the other extreme that I had Um, in the last year was an owner who was very, very direct, but in a very passive aggressive way. And I noticed that everybody was constantly on pins and needles, not wanting to piss off the owner. They didn't want to make a mistake. And that created a culture of um, hesitation. I don't want to lose my job. And we were interrupted in the meeting a couple of times by employees that had to ask questions of this owner. And you could see the fear in their face as they walked up to the table. So it's almost like, you know, all of these studies say that the longer an employee stays with a company and the happier that they are and the more productive they are has to do with the relationship they have with their immediate supervisor. So I think that the, the crack the whip approach might work, but only for a short-term period. And you're going to create resentment within that relationship that that's eventually going to boil over. So it really just depends on what, what is your goal for the restaurant, for any business? Do you want these employees to be happy, stay there a long time and and work out for the long term, Or are you just trying to squeeze the the lemon and get the most out of them in the shortest period of time? I mean, and the truth is, Paul, I mean, people have, we're all human, right? We all have those days where we might, scream or, or be, uh, you know, like fly off the handle or whatever. I mean, and I work in the restaurant industry, you work in the restaurant industry, working with chefs and operators. It's about being real. But what happens is you said the word consistency. And I am a believer that the consistency is what builds trust with your people, you know? And if you consistently show that you care, if you consistently come into work on time, if you consistently do what you say you're going to do, if you consistently apologize, if you did have a bad day and you said something that you shouldn't have, that is what people are going to, you know, that's what people are going to remember. And I think people love vulnerable people. Like I think people don't, my team doesn't, 
doesn't expect me to be perfect. I have days where they're like, man, she's crabby today or whatever it is, but I'm human. And I think they love the fact that I'm, I'm myself. And that's what I say to operators or clients that we have. It's not about perfection. It's not about putting on your HR face or, or wearing a certain you know, phony hat or anything. It's about being real. But like, what would make you want to come to work every single day? Right. It's not being yelled at or being feared, all, you know, being living in fear every day. It's feeling like your voice matters. It's being appreciated. It's being compensated fairly. It's knowing that the people that run this place care about me as a person, not just a, an employee, you know, those kind of yeah. things. Yeah. I always think about my high school football coach was very much the, we, we have a three month season. Like I'm going to be super harsh on everybody because we're here for three months and we've got to get the most done that we can. And that was probably the right management style for senior year high school football, but right. that's not going to be the that, right management said, style. For why, why was he harsh like that for three months? We're in here. So he probably gave you the why. And that's another important, important right. thing. Listen, yeah. I'm being extra hard on you because we have three months to yeah. get you to where you need yeah. to be. We, we have yeah. eight games and we want to win a championship in 10 weeks. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if you had a, if you had a pop-up restaurant open for 10 weeks, maybe that would be the appropriate. Right. Then you could go in and you get hell's kitchen it, do what you got to <laughs> do. <laughs> you know? no. um, okay. Let's end with this. Um, tell everybody a little bit about the show that you're launching and what's next for Carrie Luxum. Yeah. Well, of course, COVID has changed the time frame of certain things, but we, I'm in the process of finishing my second book, which is a soft skills playbook. Uh, my first book is a, is, is called restaurant operators, HR playbook. It's more of how to set up your HR systems. Mm -hmm. The playbook is uh, the soft skills playbook is more about how to use your interpersonal skills to have success in no matter what you're doing. And I'm writing it to tailor it to either students, business owners, and sort of everybody in between. It's really focused on communication and, 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 you know, all the things that we just talked through, positive energy, you know, adaptability, conflict management, it's going to be a chapter and then a little worksheet at the end. So I'm very excited. So that's really what I'm really kind of focused on trying to get that done and published by the end of this year. I am going to, so I am launching the Carrie Luxem show. And so for the last five years or so, I have been going on to my social media platforms and giving out my advice and doing these videos and, and articles and stuff with my perspectives. And a lot of the perspectives that I get, of course, are from people like you or my clients or whatever. And I'm sort of putting it into my own voice. Well, I think the next level for me, I'm on a mission to help create more restaurant success stories and more leadership success stories. So I think the next level for me is to get out into the world and talk to people who are having success, whether it's a manager in a restaurant or the owner or, you know, and, and interview them with a specific topic and get the most out of them. My, my show is going to be, I'm going to be with the person. So a lot of podcasts are, are happening, but I'm going to go out into the world and go interview. I actually, before COVID hit, I had already confirmed 20, 22 guests or whatever. So like, and really my very first client, the visionary behind Potbelly, who was the guy that believed in me and hired me, some of my other clients, uh, some other podcasters, you know, just all kinds of really interesting people. And what I, I'm not sure what I was going to launch it at the rest for the rest at the restaurant show in Chicago in yep. May this yep. year. Yep. So we're talking about, do we do that next year? I don't want to really start this show if people are not in that mindset through the whole, all the stuff that's going on in the world. 
but I mean, it seems like so far away, but so we're still just kind of figuring out exactly when we're going to start recording shows and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm really, really excited. It's very similar to what you're doing. These short kind of interviews to, to add value to people's lives. Awesome. Awesome. Well, definitely looking forward to that and hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah. Thank that, you. That would be so fun to watch. You know, we actually talked about one of my favorite things is uh, about working with restaurants is meeting with them behind the scenes before the restaurants are open and, you know, sitting in a restaurant when all the stools and chairs are sitting up on the table and the lights I are love it. something magical about that. So a show I love it. I am right there with you. I love a new store opening. I love going to a restaurant and that's why you got to help me with the microphones, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> in the restaurants, you know, I'll, I'll be calling that. you about those microphones. <laughs> um, Carrie, congrats on all your success and thank, thank you, you so much for, for doing this and for being on the show. CarrieLuxon.com and you're on every social media channel. Um, <laughs> definitely follow you if you if anybody that's watching please follow carrie on uh, on linkedin because your content there is awesome awesome thank you so much okay. paul thank you thanks <laughs>